Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blackadian universe. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about um, a disturbing incident that happened recently here in Canada. A teacher for Halloween um, wore blackface and um, I, along with many other as others in the community were uh, disgusted by this brazen act of racism. So uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So um, from what I've heard in the news, um, this teacher um it was you know halloween uh this past week and uh in classes um i think it was on friday he just sort of came in and he was wearing blackface um when asked you know who or you know what he was supposed to be he had no answer um the students reported him and he was sent home um on administrative leave i think they made him wash his face or whatever and then um sent him home on administrative leave okay so um parents and everyone are just outraged that he did this and um you know i am i was at a loss for words because <laughs> you think you know when you send your kids to school that this is going to be a safe space that this is they're going to be encouraged and you know protected as well as taught um and you know this just sort of echoes what a lot of um bipoc people have been saying which is that their children aren't getting the same access and uh, treatment um as other as white kids you know this teacher wore blackface, but uh, on one day, but, you know, his attitude towards, you know, black students has always been there. He's just shown his, you know, true face. And um, I think, you know, people can't understand, you know, whether, you know, I just reading people don't understand what he was thinking or, you know, why he would do such a thing. And, um, what makes me so mad is not that he's, you know, wore blackface, um, although absolutely disgusting, completely unacceptable. Um, it's not a costume, it's a hate crime. And what, you know, makes me so upset is, uh, the fact that the students, first of all, uh, there was a recent study done here in, um, with students and they found that the biggest threat to them, you know, people assume that it's going to be like, oh, I'm afraid of other black people. The biggest threat they identified for themselves at school was their teachers and how the teachers treated them. And um, that, you know, led to a bunch of anti-racism training and courses for uh, teachers here. Um, but I, I thought that was eye-opening for people. They were like, uh, yeah, no, the racist crap that I have to deal with, the microaggressions, probably not so microaggressions that you have to deal with in schools uh, just because of the color of your skin by these uh, 
authority figures is probably the most stressful thing I know I've had to encounter when I was going through the school system um, as one of like four uh, black kids in my grade. Um, you know, that surprise that I was going to university, all that garbage, even though my grades were excellent, obviously. <laughs> so I couldn't even keep that like disdain out of my voice all these years later. I'm like, obviously I was going to university. Um, but what, you know, the fact that it, it just highlights that this isn't a safe space. This is, of course, um, what I've known growing up, talking to my friends, you know, of course, me and the other three black kids were completely tight, uh, still are to this day, because, you know, we were fighting, we were fighting a battle every damn day in school. Um, and of course, you know, we, you know, stuck together, had to stick together. And um, so I love that they asked that question, because, um, you know, I, I read the headlines, and they're like, oh, they're shocked by it. And I'm like, I'm not shocked. I know that I had no problem with my peers. I had problems with the teachers in the, my school. So, you know, besides all that, I, I get it. That's disturbing. The fact that, you know, someone that you thought you could trust is, you know, a complete racist, um, especially because this was in an area where there was a larger black population in the, uh, the schools. So yeah, that's incredibly disturbing. But the fact is what made really boiled my blood was that he went in there with blackface, with no excuse, with no, um, plan of, you know, how to dismiss his racism. He just went in and showed his true colors because he knew he would get away with it. He knew that um, he would do this, get maybe an administrative slap on the wrist, traumatize young people and have little to no consequences. And that's what really sticks out in my mind about this incident. So this person made a plan to go in, wear blackface, and have nothing done about it. History has taught him. He is, the whole, the plan for him. So people are trying to fathom what's happening and I will tell you what's happening. He's demonstrating his power as a white man. He is showing everybody that he can do something so wrong and his whiteness will grant him the privilege of having no consequences for doing so, something so evil, hateful, and wrong to children. He is showing what our society is. He is showing what our society is, is that we don't condemn racism. We like to think we do here in Canada. We like to think that we have a zero tolerance, you know, policy for it, that we're so evolved. We're so much further along in our journey of um, anti-racism than those in, you know, the United States. We talk about Underground Railroad and we're like the saviors of all, um, you know, BIPOC people, which is not the case if you talk to any BIPOC people. Um, and he was demonstrating that fact 
that was the point of this exercise. The point is that he's good. I'm going to walk in here and I'm going to do something so incredibly racist and I will be back in schools teaching um, because I'm white. He is proud of it. He is showing that we can't, we can't touch him. We can't punish him. You know, we can't um, effectively make change. You know, a, a lot of people, racist people, have been traumatized about all the advancements that have been coming out of the momentum that the Black Lives Matters movement has had since um, the murder of George Floyd. People are very uncomfortable with the change that's been happening. Um, the fact that there have been, been make, making changes in schools, have been changing the curriculum, have been looking, uh, you know, taking a closer look at who gets placed into, you know, advancement programs and discrimination. And, you know, they, he, you know, he's been probably feeling the pinch of, you know, um, his racist ways. And he wanted to show everybody that it doesn't matter. He wants to prove a point that he can do this. And, you know, walk away from it unscathed. It's the same attitude, um, you know, when someone's filming somebody being racist or committing a crime or committing murder, um, you know, history has taught us that, you know, police officers will walk away from killing black people, go about their jobs the very next day after committing murder. What kind of psychopath are you that you just ended a life and are, are treating it like any other day on the job? Um, that it's your duty to do this. You can see that they believe that they're above the law, they're above the rules, that this doesn't apply to them. And it was, a, they were trying to prove a point. This is what they're trying to prove. They're trying to prove that the system has been created by white people to serve white people. And more importantly, to disadvantage black people and people of color. That is why exists. That's why these laws exist. That's what systemic racism is. This is what these barriers are meant to do. We like to ignore it. We like to pretend that it's equitable and inclusive and fair. Um, but everybody knows the truth, not just people of color. White people know that it's um, in their favor as well. And, you know, the really... Um, the people that are really anti-racist understand that we have to move to work to create that. Those that are, you know, believe that they're just not racist, you know, believe that there is no problem and that everyone can have equal advantage and access to them and they don't want to acknowledge the privilege that comes with that. And then there are those that are um, trying to flaunt that privilege like this man did today and or the other day. And I... I say this, we will not be able to move beyond this. We will not be able to enforce anti-racism until we punish people like this man.
we can't let him get away with it. We can't. That's our only option so that it sends a message to others like him that we are serious. We are putting our, you know, money where our mouth is. Sorry, I can't think of a better uh, example, but, you know, we're backing up our uh, all of our talk with real consequences to racism. Racism has to have real consequences to people. Otherwise, they're going to keep painting their faces black. They're going to keep being racist. It's there has to be tangible change. You know, I, I imagine, you know, once slavery was ended, people weren't okay with it. <laughs> there, people were like, what do you mean? This huge, I'm taking a huge economic hit. This is not okay with me. But, you know, and then there was like the Jim Crow laws and all these other sort of, you know, informal methods of enforcing the exact same damn thing. But there has to be progress and consequences to these changes. You know, that's, you know, we'd like to think that we're changing people's hearts and minds that that doesn't mean anything to someone who's determined to be racist. We have to, you know, hit him where it hurts. That man needs to lose his job because he does not belong in a classroom teaching anybody anything. That needs to happen. I don't know why we need to, you know, hem and haw over it. Um, if we're talking about zero tolerance, that means, you know, you're fired. You're fired. When you show your true face, you don't belong around children. You know, the same thing as if we found out, you know, he was like a pedophile. He needs to get away from kids. It needs to be that swift, that decisive. Otherwise, we're sending a message that what he did is okay. We're telling other people he will have achieved what he wanted, which was to prove that he could do this and get away with it. He could get away with anti-black racism. And that's not okay. That's not the world we're trying to build. That's not the world that we deserve. So I wanted to end about just the general concept of blackface. Um, you know how people talk about, oh, it's just a costume. If you want to paint your face black, you're racist. All right. There it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm not sugarcoating it. Um, I can dress up as, um, I like to explain it as like, you know, I can dress up as, you know, if I wanted to dress up as Wonder Woman, um, you know, I'm black and I could put on the Wonder Woman costume and you would get who I was trying to be. Um, I don't have to paint my skin white for the point to be made you know, and, you know, be more creative. If you need to paint your skin black to get your Halloween costume across, then obviously you ain't Halloweening right. You know, you don't have to do that. It's, uh, you know, be more creative. <laughs> it's my response to someone who desperately wants to wear blackface. It's off limits to you. Unfortunately, some, your ancestors um, messed it up for everybody and created a horrible... Uh, 
disgusting, racist tradition of, you know, minstrel shows of blackface. And now that is close to you forever. It's like how Nazis ruined the swastika. You know, it's it's close to you. It's close to you. Just like the name, you know, Adolf. <laughs> no, it's closed. That's what happens. Historically, something so horrendous happens that we all have to say that is now closed to us as a people. And if you do go ahead with that, you are not being showing your freedom. You're not exercising your rights to do whatever, the, whatever you want. You're just showing that you're a racist piece of human garbage the end so you know that's my uh, response to anyone's like oh it was just a costume lighten up nope it is closed to you it is closed forever until you know we reach a state in which there's true inclusion and harmony and peace and love with all the races in the world then maybe we'll revisit that talk but still probably no <laughs> still probably gonna be a no all right so uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope everyone had a healthy, happy and safe Halloween. And uh, I will talk to you next time.